from WBEZ Chicago and the end of the road. This is Pleasure Town. Around the turn of the last century, a group of folk built their dream, a town where happiness was the main objective. But, as history has shown, the sun sets on us all. So clear your mind and join us as we chant a hymn for Pleasure Town. You know, Sai, I thought it was the end for us, for Pleasure Town. But turns out life can do just fine without its leaders. How do you mean? My spirit was drowned by the bottle and yours broken by regret. But the people still carried on. What did you think was going to happen? I don't know. I guess it would grind to a halt. Like when you stop shoveling coal into a steam engine. But I guess people don't really need to be led all the time. I mean, time passes regardless whether you have someone in charge or not, right? (laughs) Well, I'll be. Never thought I'd see the day when Claudius turned philosopher. That would explain the splitting headache. Speaking of not being needed, you know who did just fine without us? Ma Barker? Damn straight. That woman saw more ups and downs in a bucket and a whale. But at the end of her life, it got harder to distinguish the two. You know, Henry, once I left Pleasure Town, I told myself I'd never visit you again. And yet, here I am, talking to you. And as usual, you probably ain't listening. But I'm gonna talk anyway. You've had it easy. You know that? It doesn't seem fair to me. There ain't no pain in death. Just pain in living. And boy, (laughs) do I know pain. My body tells my story for me. My skin's all leathered. My bosom is sagging. And the rest of me, doing the same Hell, I probably couldn't use a frying pan to fry up a couple of eggs, let alone bash a man's head in. But I still got my wits about me. Never lost that. Just as feisty as ever. Got a temper still, too. Guess those things get stronger the more life puts up a fight. I know you didn't think nothing of me, Henry. At least that's how you treated me. But believe you me, my name once meant something. Maddie Barker, the world's greatest lady boxer. That's what the paper said. At the height of my heyday, I'd fill up entire theaters. Men and women would travel to see me box the ears off some blockhead. Me. And then it ended. Just like that. I lost everything. The fame, the money. And you know why? Because I was a fool. I put my trust into a man. With you, I didn't know no better. But to be burned twice? Well, that's my own damn fault. I knew something was up. The night after I knocked out old Iron Arm McGruff. (laughs) 
A shot of scotch for the champ? We lose money, Frank. Ours, Maddie, it's ours. Yeah, well, if it's ours, then why don't I get a cut? Th- that's what managers are for, Maddie. Now take a shot. You've earned it. Besides, old Iron Arm got you good. That <laughs> looks like it's starting to swell. Take that scotch. You'll thank me. I might be a winner in the ring, Frank, but I'm not feeling like a winner out here. Now, Maddie, what's the point of talking like that? Did you see that crowd? Everybody was rooting for you. They love you. You're a star. Yeah, yeah, but what's that saying? It's lonely at the top or something? (laughs) You got me, kiddo. Old Frank is here for you. Who saw that potential in you when you thought you had nothing? You did, Frank. And who plucked you out of obscurity and taught you how to be a fighter? You did, Frank. And who works tirelessly to book you gigs and keep you employed? See, Frank, that's the thing. I appreciate all that you've done, but... But what, Maddie? But what if I want a break? I mean, I can't be fighting forever. And besides, what if I want a family or something? Like a husband and a couple of kids. <laughs> oh, girl, that McGruff fellow must have knocked something loose in you. Let's get you another shot, bartender. No, Frank, I don't want another shot. I want a life. Look, I, I appreciate everything you've done for me, really, but I want a life. Just because Henry wasn't the man for me doesn't mean there isn't someone out there for me, right? I thought you were, what do you call it, an independent woman. I am, but even us independent women can get lonely sometimes. I'm sure I can just buy you a boyfriend for the night, you know, if that's what you're looking for. That is not what I'm looking for, Frank. I don't think you understand. You might be fine living the life of a traveling entertainer, but honestly, I think I need a break. Now, don't go talking crazy, Maddie. You're at the height of your career. You don't stay on top forever. If we're going to make our fortune, now is the chance. You mean now is your chance. Like I said, I haven't seen one cent since I started on the circuit. But but, but I've been paying for... for... You've been paying for everything with my money. Look, Maddie, you're obviously tired. You had a big bout today. Why don't you go up to your room and get some rest? We got a big match tomorrow in Burlington. Whatever you say, Frank. I'll see you in the morning. And don't drink away all my money. I never made it to Burlington, Henry. Maybe Frank did. Maybe Frank made it to New York or Mexico or China. Who knows? Because when I woke up the next morning, Frank was gone. And so was all my money. All that money I fought so hard for. All those punches and blows I took. The welts and the swollen lips all amounted to nothing. I was broke. Completely broke. And I wanted so desperately to be around someone I knew. Anyone. And so I decided to come back to Pleasure Town. Raising money for the train ticket wasn't nothing. Just did the only other thing I knew how to do besides box. Raised more than enough to get me back home. Still didn't have enough to start my life, so I went back to the old cat house to see if they had any need for a worn-out broad like me. 
I knew my looks weren't enough to support me. What with some time passing and all those hard knocks. But every brothel needs a laundress. And besides, you never know the kind of girl some guys are looking for. It takes all kinds, Henry. It takes all kinds. But I tell you, God or someone was watching out for me because my old madam was looking to retire. Wanted to hand off the business, but her gals were all too young, too inexperienced for the job. You gotta be tough to run that kind of a business. You need an iron soul, a calloused heart. That made me the prime candidate. So I went from Maddie to Madam. Of course, I was gonna run that cat house my way or no way at all. So I started thinking about you and Frank and all those men who had wronged me so badly all those years. And that's when it hit me. So your name's Lily. Good name. You pick it yourself? Yes, ma'am. I was born Gertrude, but no man wants to sleep with a Gertrude. With a face like yours, honey, no man is going to care what he calls you. Well, that's mighty kind. So when can I start? Every girl who works here has got to pass the test. I didn't know nothing about any test. I didn't even finish school. Schooling ain't going to matter. Lots of things about this world school won't teach you. Trust me, this is a test of toughness. Toughness? Yeah. You see that poster right there? Maddie Barker. The world's greatest lady boxer. I would have never guessed. Then you don't know me too well. Here, let me show you something. Here's the training room. Training room? My goodness. I've never seen so many women working up such a sweat. Well, outside of my usual work, that is. I've learned that a gal's got to be tough, especially gals like us. Men think we're all weak, fragile, pretty porcelain dolls to be put on display and handled with care. Well, I'm here to tell you we all got the same amount of fight and tenacity in us as any one of them. But before they can see your power, you got to feel your power. Feel it from within. If you don't think you're strong, then you ain't got a fighting chance. So, so what's the test? I'm going to do for you what I do for all my gals when they first come here. I'm going to give you some training. A week's worth. For free. You can stay here in one of our spare rooms if you like, but you're going to have to pull your weight. Do some laundry, take on kitchen duties, sew up the punching bag if it gets another split. Lord knows Esther's been working on her left hook. I'm sure that bag ain't going to take much more. And then what happens after a week? Then I put you in the ring. If you can hold your own, stand your ground, throw a good jab... You got the job. And what if I don't? You gonna beat me up or something? (laughs) Won't need to. Life will do that for me. Henry, do you know how many gals pass through my doors? Dozens. Scores. I didn't just give each a job. I gave them an opportunity. An opportunity to combat the pain that comes with being a woman in a world filled with the cruelty of men. It's a pain you saw. You saw it in my eyes with every name you called me. Every promise you broke. Every strike you delivered. 
Blow by blow, you tore into me, into my mind, my confidence, and my spirit. For years, I thought you ruined me, that I was a broken woman. I blamed myself for the longest time, blamed myself for what Frank did to me, too. But taking over that brothel and seeing those young gals grow stronger, more self-assured, that made it worth it. All those bruises and black eyes, all the lonely nights and self-doubt, they were all worth it just so long as I could save them, protect them, and still within them the spirit of a fighter. As for me, Henry, my fighting days are over. I'm an old woman now, done boxing men, but more importantly, done boxing myself. Just wanted to come here to say... Well, I forgive you. I forgive you for what you did, Henry. You weren't in the right. Make no mistake about that. But my battle scars, they've made me the warrior you see before you today. And I'm at peace with that. Hmm. Now rest easy, dear Henry. Rest easy. Pleasure Town will return in a moment. If Pleasure Town gave me only one lesson, I'm sure it'd be that death is never just death. Care to translate that, Shakespeare? Well, death is an end, but nothing ends for good. Ends? They bring about beginnings. Lord, lift me up to the light. Lord, lift me up to the sky. If you're down with the devil in the pouring rain, don't you ever look back if he calls your name. Oh, Lord, lift me up to the light. You'd be hard-pressed to find Eden on a parched, yellowed map of Oklahoma. Yet this searing, wind-swept summer morn has me settled into the closest likeness of sanctuary that a pair of wearied feet can come upon. I lie back on a small refuge of green, the only flourishing scrap of turf surrounded by an endless brown thatch of this town. It feels right and good to be planted in this narrow patch of life, soaking up an early morning sky of the most scorching red tinge, inhaling a grassy balm of hope instead of whiffs of rancid mulch and despair. I spread out, eyes shut, and feel lush, soft, dewy blades through my withered fingers. Surely, this is a blessed spot. I breathe in the blessings as deep as I can. I drift off. My cheek is grazed by a gentle swipe. I gaze upward. The usual infest of June beetles, I suppose. No, this is different. 
peculiar. A silky moth carrying the most intricate mosaic of crimson on its fragile wings. Not loitering in the murk of dusk, but hovering towards the dawn's sky. Is this floating speck of fancy conjured up by the ramblings of a drowsy morning, or the creaky mind of a fool, well past the midpoint of life? No matter. Allow me this elusive beauty. I want to bask in the rare comfort of this calm, this day, this moment. In all the years since my return, it has taken as much time to find home, a small parcel of bliss in Pleasure Town. But I made something grow, gave it a reason to be, and helped grow a few aimless souls, too. Gave me a reason to be in this town. In return, I'm taking in what's rightly mine, a rising sun. An old man's meditation in the hush of morning where the only labor called for is a yawn. One last deep breath of beautitude before the cock crow. But even a lazy day needs to be fed. I follow my nose to the sizzle of the skillet. I rise up from my grassy hammock and walk toward town, toward the scent of hash and eggs, homemade cornmeal, and pork scrapple, the specialty of the house, at Wholesome Gulch, served up with sass and molasses. Ten steps away, there's a sudden crackle in the air, sharp and sure, and searing. A blinding blaze of light floods from behind, and my shoulders tense. There is pain, but just as quick, it's gone, and just as quick, I'm carried back, as if flung from a slingshot to the past. My past. I am my younger self making his return to Pleasure Town. I chose to trudge the last few miles on foot. Wouldn't do to arrive by train. After Shiner. After the devil. I walked out, and now I had to walk back in. Pleasure Town has grown, stretched beyond what I had known, clawed forward and outward. Part of the unfamiliar expanse was a swath of tents, flapping and battered in the constant wind. 
At once, I knew these were my people. Not mine to lead, but mine in blood. I had abandoned my first family. I would not do so again. Through the course of my sabbatical, my exodus, I've seen the other side of life. The big cities. The folks who went out and got themselves smart minds, showy britches, and uppity dispositions. I do not belong with them. I am for Pleasure Town, just as Pleasure Town is for me. I arrive in and walk through the tents. I have been gone for years, and yet my family blood still knows me. I knew you'd come back, 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 back. But that, that was nearly five years ago. How is it I've been transported from a lazy morning to rewalk in the past? Another flash of light explodes behind my back. And the pain reappears as heat, and the singe of a lightning bolt streak through my chest. I see a hole in my shirt, and a spray of red. My body goes numb, but my senses heighten. I drink in colors I've never seen, breathe in perfumes more intense than plucked wildfires. I look up, and in the distance see a sweep of white, pure, vivid white that narrows to a stone path. And I stop for a moment, a day, months. Time is no longer a tangible measure, but I know this path. Once I tried to steer others toward it. For those righteous in life, it's the portal to the garden, the lush fruit, the sweet bloom. But for those who stray off course, spit on the rules, and make a devil's deal for earthly gratification, there's no certainty where this garden path will lead. I take cautious steps, but not on the path. Not yet. I am pulled elsewhere. I head to a clearing and find the good people of Pleasure Town and some of the bad. They have gathered to mourn and the grieving, it appears, 
is directed upon me. I look upon myself. I am straddling two worlds, expired in body, but somehow fully present in mind. I watch what I can no longer live on a swelter of a day. I am being eulogized by our lawful sheriff. His words are ornate, yet still somehow a threat. He closes with a dramatic flourish. The words worthy of their own pulpit. Our grief lies as heavy as a towering silo of winter's wheat with the loss of our cherished shame. My former self lies before this ornamental talk. I am a corpse, smartly dressed. My burial clothing has been artfully arranged to cloak the untidiness of several bullets delivered to my chest. I watch as familiar faces lean in over my body, and I overhear the genuine pangs of my chosen family. From this ungodly vantage point of reflection, I can see I did some good. Not as a glorified being, but wounded healer. And I made use of the only golden gift I had on this earth. I listened. I know I'm more than just my body, but sometimes I... I think my body is all I got. What do you do with feelings that you've been told not to have? I can't trust anyone anymore. And when there's no trust, people end up dead. They leaned into my ear. I listened to their pain. And they saw in me a connection to the spirit. A chance to heal their suffering and mend their souls. There is sunshine in your smile. Let it shine, shine, shine on me while. There is music when you talk. There is magic when you walk. There is sunshine in your smile. Let it shine, shine, shine on me while. As the memorial reaches its conclusion, the musical accompaniment to my death begins to fade, just as I should fade. I turn and face my own white stone path. 
knowing not whether it will lead to salvation or damnation. To be sure, I've led a life that fell short of amazing grace. <laughs> At most, all I ever strived for was to be human. I abandoned my mission, but stumbled upon another that I hoped was worthy. The only certainty is I gave up on an exalted place in the afterlife. No, exaltation is not for those whom the beast has marked. My mark is a gnarled scar that crosses my chest. But this is not the only imprint the devil has made. I turn again from the white stones and I look through the past which is no longer just mine I see my father's past and Shiner's past and the pasts of thousands more I see and know and understand Pleasure Town's history becomes a single line. And throughout this line, I see the treachery of the beast. But I see something else, too. Something in the shadows. Ever lurking in the darkness is my eulogizer. The man of law has been busy unmaking, following a voice he believed to be holy, strangling and cutting and burying and burning, and I know his work is not yet finished. My pulse races, even in death my heart, my stolen heart, continues to beat. I have reason to hold on. This heart survives to guide, to heal, and to save. I step away from the white stone path. There is still work to be done. There is a battle to be won. fussing and fighting. There were grander battles and much larger stakes. Cutting off each other's noses to spout our faces. Yeah. Luckily, a friend slapped some sense into us. And not a moment too soon. Hello everyone, this is Aaron. And this is Keith. And that was episode 11, which means you've probably been with us for more than five and a half hours in total listening to the first season of Pleasure Town. Thank you so very much. There's one episode more to come, and we're completely thrilled that you've uh, had this journey with us. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you're excited to hear uh, the last episode as much as we are to give it to you. Something extra special you may have noticed with this episode, if you're an eagle-eared, is that a thing? Can people have eagle ears? 
ears. They can now. It's a thing. An eagle-eared listener might recognize that we had a very special song mm, Yes. in this episode. Sunshine in Your Smile was the name of the song performed by River Rising. It's a cover originally written and performed by Bob Childers. Bob Childers, who has since passed, is the father, godfather, grandfather, whatever you <laughs> want to call it. Yeah. He is often referred to as the founder of Red Dirt Music, which is a genre unique to Oklahoma. And uh, his son, who's, who's a, a good friend of mine from college, Zach Childers, gave us permission to use the song. Uh, we would like to thank Zach very much for letting us use his father's music for this episode, which I think is, is a wonderful way to remember him and honor him. Absolutely. And, and a special thank you to River Rising, who just did a, a fantastic cover of that song. Every time they, they, they give us new music, it's, I'm just blown away. They do some great work. If you haven't gone out to check out River Rising, please do so right now. And River Rising's website is riverrisingmusic.com. That's riverrisingmusic.com. Also, you can, as usual, find us on iTunes. Please give us some stars. Give us a review. We love having that feedback. We're also on Facebook. Just search for Pleasure Town. You'll find us, as well as Twitter. At Pleasure Town OK is our handle. Plus, there's also a website, PleasureTownShow.com. And there's lots of ways you can get involved in Pleasure Town. Uh, right now, we're still doing the last names of the founders. You can still enter in last names of the founders, and we have the episode contest that's still running. Also on our website, um, of course, we have a, a creative addition to the Pleasure Town world in off weeks. So in a week, if you're listening when this episode drops, uh, they will be a, a new uh, addition to the town history of Pleasure Town. And again, all of that is PleasureTownShow.com. Click join the story. You'll find all of that stuff there. There's still time. And uh, we, we want you to be involved, so please check that out. Thank you, everyone, for the five and a half hours you've spent with us so far. We hope that you spend even more time with us in the future. And uh, we love you more than you know. Aww. This episode of Pleasure Town was written by Aaron Cahoe, Keith Ecker, Lily B., and Tom Wolferman. It was performed by Deanna Moffat, Monty Lamonti, Logan Jaffe, Josh Sigorin, Allison Agumakun, Emily Modaf, Justin Verstraight, and Don Hall. With direction and sound design by Joe Dassault and assistance by Iris Lynn and Patrick Burns. Our interns are me, Emily Modaf, and Allison Agumakun. Original music was composed and performed by River Rising's Megan Diger and Tim Hazen, and engineered by Colin Ashmead Bobbitt. Sunshine in Your Smile by Bob Childers was used with permission by Zach Childers. Pleasure Town is a part of the WBEZ Podcast Network. Discover more excellent shows at wbez.org slash podcasts. when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.